Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. The fact that it even got to that and that it get, this is what we see in the highlights, like, oh, the Vikings win. The Vikings were up 16-6 to with three minutes left, and they had a missed field goal, and their running back fumbled unnecessarily. Like, they tried giving this game away, and it's a team that has already given away other games. The Vikings are 2-3. and three. They could very easily be 5-0 and oh right now. They have been that good. I am crying for the Lions fans. Obviously, there's some tragic losses to them. I'm crying for Vikings fans. It's got to be a heart attack every Peter, Sunday. You're working up a lather over just, there. To these games, like, just, just take a knee, dude. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, man. Peter, that was the Good Morning Football crew, Peter Schrager. Peter Schrager saying the Vikings should be 5-0 and oh right now. Um we're going to get into – well, we'll react to him in a second. Um, but Pro Football Focus had a really interesting discussion about sort of the state of the Vikings that we'll get into. But uh, this is Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports entertainment and therapy. Got the wild season about to start, Wolves season about to start here, Vikings going into uh, Carolina. But what did you think of Peter Schrager's vouching for the Vikings, saying, hey, you guys, this is a way better team than two and three indicates. I think he hasn't watched the games. Um, I think if you watch the games, yes, it could go. I'm not saying it couldn't go a game um, or two, perhaps, the other way in some ways. Uh, But let's look at Cleveland. They lost that game. They deserve to. They deserve to. The Bengals game. Don't give me the second half comeback. The Cook fumble. Yes, those things hurt. That first half was egregious. You were unprepared for the first half of your season opener come on cardinals game was tough cardinals game was tough but the detroit game i would argue they should have won the cardinals game and lost the lions game because they completely collapsed I, I and that was all on them so i think it's very simple to look at records and 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 spreads and spreads are tough because you you look at the end of a game and you're like, oh they lost by four they lost by seven and you're oh it's so close and that might be true but how did you get there? The eye test. So I do not think that the Vikings, I, I would not agree at all that, oh, just a thing here or or there. As Patrick said on Unchained Monday, they aren't as good of a team as I thought. Doesn't mean they don't have some really good players. But as far as like maximizing your capabilities to win football games, yeah. 5-0, and not even close to me. Also, I think it's really easy if if a team – we did this with the Twins early in the season, right? Not necessarily we. I think we saw, we saw the fatal flaws in the Twins on this show. 
Uh, but maybe, maybe not. I was probably on the bandwagon still. But like when teams lose close games, it's like, oh, look how unlucky they are. Oh my gosh, like what bad luck to have lost seven uh, extra innings games in a row to start the season. You know, Dick Bramer just apoplectic. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's some bad luck. The Dalvin Cook fumble was. I thought that was a bad call against the Bengals. That was probably bad luck. You know, now did you miss a bunch of opportunities that? could have put you up further in that game, and maybe you didn't have to grind it out toward the end. Yeah, right? Uh, a kicker missing a kick that hasn't really kicked in the regular season for three years. That's not really bad luck. That's sort of self-inflicted, right? It's Vikings history of bad kickers, and you rolled the dice with Greg Joseph. So sure. I'm, you know, there, there's definitely a little bit of bad luck here, and they probably should have three, maybe four wins, but there's a lot of self-inflicted stuff here. Uh, Declan found this note that the Vikings have the toughest remaining schedule in the NFL going forward, according to <laughs> tankathon.com and the, in the easiest one in the next, the yeah, the easiest game in the next month and a half is probably a road game at Carolina against one of the best defenses in the NFC. So, um, PFF Declan flagged this a few weeks ago and we didn't get to it then, but I think it's even more relevant now than it may have been a few weeks ago. PFF Sam, who's been a friend of our show in Score North. Um, and then who is it? PFF Steve with yeah, the slick Steve. back curly hair, big yeah. tall guy, scout guy. So they did a 30-minute podcast, and the whole thing was about how the Vikings can get out of NFL purgatory. And their main points on the podcast were that the Vikings are always too good to draft in the top five and really, like, not that all top five quarterbacks are panning out, but, like, they're always too good to be in a position to draft the young franchise quarterback. Uh, but they're not good enough ever to win a Super Bowl, right? Like, they're always kind of on the fringe of the playoffs. And and then they highlighted the fact that going into 2022, you're paying your quarterback and Harrison Smith about 25% of your salary cap, and both those guys are well over the age of 30. And the quote that stood out to me was when PFF Sam said, what is your goal as a franchise? Is it championship or is it to make the playoffs and keep your jobs? That instead of always asking, how can this team make the playoffs? You should ask, what is the likeliest outcome based on your roster construction and the division and the way the NFL is going? So is it fair to say that the Vikings, who are 2-3, and three, Hardest schedule left in the NFL, probably on another crash course with a 500-ish record, right? I mean, it's it's hard to envision them, like, rolling off nine straight wins or something sure. with the schedule. Is it fair to say that the Vikings are in NFL, quote, purgatory? Yes, it's very fair to say that. But um, the thing about it is it's self-inflicted completely. And here's the problem. The three of us on this show might not like that. Like we're like our goal as we have what started stating a year ago is for for the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And and in particular, that means me because I'm old. Um, and so, I, I mean, you know, I have high cholesterol. So, yeah, yeah, you do. But I mean, I might keel at some point. I have a here. heart issue. It's a whole thing. Like we're all yeah, yeah, we we like almost health. died I in Colorado. I almost had a years. heart attack <laughs> a couple of years ago. I'm only 25, <laughs> 26. I'm yeah. guessing you've got I'm guessing you've got 23 years left. Yeah. So, OK, my so family like, history, my family history yeah. says so, too. So, yes, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think time. you get to 50. I, I'm going to say you get to 50, 
Over under 55 so and a half. I'm taking the under. <laughs> oh, under for sure. Yeah. Purple props on Friday. Props. All right, let's just Declan's do a bunch of cryptic Declan predictions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like I've got good genes. Declan doesn't. No. But I mean, I'm still no. older now. And so if it, I'm, you know, going to be what, 52 next month. So, but my point is this, let's go, let's forget about what the Vikings philosophy is from a coaching and um, front office standpoint or executive standpoint, ownership. I don't think ownership understands the difference between Super Bowl aspirations and just being good. Because I think in, in the Wilfs mind, and until it's changed, what they have sort of created is a culture of if we make the playoffs, it, it's it's actually the hockey thing. If we make the playoffs, yeah. you never know. And like there have been examples. So like they can cite chapter and verse of but those teams were positioned differently at times. That was in in a lot of cases now a different era of football. So my point is, I think that the purgatory is self-inflicted because they don't see it as purgatory. They see it as we're consistently competitive. And one of these damn years, we're going to make the playoffs and get on a roll and make a run. And that's the danger. That's the disconnect between uh, uh, Phil, Declan, and Judd and the Wilfs, I think. Yeah, because from a business standpoint, they're not in purgatory at all, right? Correct. They're printing money at the new stadium. Your people are buying twelve dollar beers or or whatever it is, and I think, I think they're like very solidly in the middle of the pack in terms of revenue. I mean, they're not like they're not the Dallas Cowboys or some of the top top the New York Giants, the big market franchises. But like from a business standpoint, they would say we're not in purgatory. In fact, it's actually good for business to always be right on the cusp of playoffs because not only are you keeping people's interest through the month of December and sometimes into January, mm-hmm. you're also keep holding people's interest in the off season because, oh, what can they add to get this piece or to get this team over the top? And and then when they sort of teeter on, you know, not being good enough to make the playoffs, there's still there's temporary outrage that people feel. And so people always feel a passion toward the team. When you're sitting around seven, eight, nine, ten wins, occasionally they'll go beyond the ten wins. So there's, there's, from a business standpoint, they're not in purgatory, and that's probably where the Wilfs are coming from. Hey, if let's just be competitive every year, and then one of these years it'll pop, and we'll win a Super Bowl like the Giants in two thousand seven or something. Um, but if your goal is to do everything you can from a roster standpoint, salary cap, drafting, everything, you are in purgatory. And I actually went back. I was kind of curious. I was just, you know, what what does a Super Bowl winning team look like in terms of, like, what are the prerequisites that you need? And we've and we've talked before about, well, if you have Tom Brady, you're going to just go to the Super Bowl every year. So that's, like, get a Tom Brady is not realistic. Um, quarterback on a rookie-scale contract is something that pops up regularly for teams that go to and win the Super Bowl. But here's another one. Since 1990. 28 of 32 Super Bowl winning teams have finished the regular season at least 11 and 5. So going back to 1990 before Declan was born and when I was like 5 years old and getting my first Tecmo Super Bowl Nintendo game. Life was good. Life was great. For Phil. <laughs> Dexter no life yet. I was playing with uh, QB Eagles on Tecmo Super Bowl for I Nintendo. Was pounding beers. Jeb was pounding beers. Jeb was drinking. Um so since 1990, 90% of the Super Bowl winning teams, all but four of them, mm-hmm. won at least 11 games in the regular season. Mm-hmm. 
And by the way, the only four teams that don't fall into that category, uh, the Ravens in 2012, who just got white hot Joe Flacco for four games in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, Great coach, great defense. You can do it, but they went on the road three times and then went to the Super Bowl, right? The Giants twice in 07 and 11, same thing. Eli gets red hot. And then the Packers in 2010 actually went 10 and 6. They had mm-hmm. one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Aaron Rodgers. But 11 and 5 is the benchmark for regular season success the last 30 plus years in the NFL if you want to win a Super Bowl. The Vikings over the last 20 seasons almost never go 11 and 5. It's happened 3 times. It happened in 2009 with Brett Favre. And it happened uh, twice, actually, under Mike Zimmer when they went 11-5 and and, and the Blair Walsh miss against Seattle in the playoffs. And then the 13-3 and Case Keenum year. And so, like, we talk about, can you sneak in? And generally, you can't just sneak in with 8, 9, or 10 wins and then cross your fingers and pray. It has happened, but you need to build your team offense, maximize the upside of your team, play calling, everything to get 11, 12, 13 wins in the regular season because that's how you get home games in the playoffs. That's how you get a bye in the first round and just get to skip around entirely, right? And so, like, you look at how many times the Vikings have finished with seven, eight, or nine wins over that stretch, and it's almost every other year they finish with seven, eight, or nine wins. Sometimes they'll hit hit you with ten, right? Right. But that's the thing. It's like it's. I'll say it again. It's a gravitational pull toward eight or nine wins, which is good enough to be competitive, and good enough to bring in revenue and fill the seats, mm-hmm. but it's not good enough to win a Super Bowl. It's purgatory. The problem is, and what also keeps you here to a large extent is this: the Wilfs, and this is a this is a credit and a demerit at the same time. The Wilfs are more than happy to allow you to go to the grocery store with a big checkbook or or a big bank account. Go spend as much as you want. Yeah, of course, of course, get the ingredients. Great. But they don't necessarily hire the right chefs, and I don't know that they have the ability. And this this is now a a, a continuing pattern. I don't know that they have the ability to identify those people. Like, I mean, Spielman re- replaced Fran Foley in two thousand and six when that was a debacle after a few months, and he's been here since. And it's like they like him. And then Zim comes in. I am going to tell you that I think there the list of, of teams that didn't win win 11 games phil that you went through where there's a real problem here too those two giants teams are a major problem taking you behind the curtain i can't articulate enough how much the wolves loved the giants as kids how much they respect them as adults like what their culture was how they built and i know in the 70s uh before parcels then they stunk but they have so much respect for what the Giants did, and they are, and they were for so long so devoted to that team that I think they looked at that blueprint and said, "Why not us?" Yeah, and I'm going to tell you right now, I still contend it thrills them that at the drop of a hat, Zim calls or gets a call from Parcells, and that Bill Parcells is calling, and that, and that this is how the Giants did things, and this is what yeah. the greatest that the probably the greatest coach in their mind in football. Bill Parcells, what he thinks. And so I really believe that all of these things go into the the fact that the Vikings are almost content at very important um, uh, pieces of this franchise with being 
mediocre, but hoping and, and actually doing things that should allow you to jump up because like Kirk Cousins was supposed to like the, like you can't say, well, the Wilfs are also cheap. They, they don't invest. No, they do invest, but are they having the right people invest? And so here, here's a question. Do you think that they can see through the fact that now years into the working relationship between Zim and Spielman, that it probably doesn't really work well? Like, like you've got a guy that went out and signed Kirk, which, okay, you're all in. That's awesome. But, but around the same time, approximately like a month before that, the head coach said, don't do that. Like, it's very clear. I think it's, uh, I, I think to your, it really crystallized for me when you, when you brought up Spielman. I mean, when you lay it out like that and say, yeah, they got rid of Fran Foley after a rough few months, like their first year as being owners. And then they brought Rick Spielman in and he wasn't the general manager but he was he was the de facto head of the front office, right? And then he became the general manager like six right. years later. I mean, he's been the guy in that front office for 15 years. Correct. And they've only been a train wreck like twice. And they've quickly recovered and became playoff team again. And it's I, I think of some of these game shows like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or uh, what's the one with the, the briefcases and Howie Mandel fist bumping everybody where you've got like with Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, you get these different levels and it's like, Boy, I've got I've got twenty five thousand dollars guaranteed right now. I mean, I could I could use some lifelines and try and say, well, no, the goal is to win a million dollars, right? And so you right. to get there, you you might have to risk the fifty or the one fifty you have in hand or the two fifty to get that to go to that next level. But and I think by the way, on who wants to be a millionaire, most people would be like, I'm not going to risk two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a shot at a million. I'm they very comfortable. Yeah. With $250,000. And I wouldn't blame people for doing that. But when your franchise has never won the million dollars, you've been playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire for 60 years. You've won the 50000 You've won the two hundred fifty. You've won the 500000 mm-hmm. You've never won the million. Mm-hmm. Take a risk. If you, if you think Mike Zimmer is good, not great, take a risk. Well, what if, you know, Kirk Cousins, good, not great. Well, what if we draft another Christian Ponder? Well, if you want to get a great quarterback, that's not the ninth best guy or the twelfth best guy, but the third best guy. That's another thing. I I almost question from ownership all the way down to even like some fans, like and myself watching this team for thirty five years. Do you feel like you deserve, or at some point, um, are entitled to a Super Bowl or greatness? I almost feel like we don't in this town. Where it's just like we've just sort of resigned to the fact that, well, I mean, we're never going to win a Super Bowl, so why would you want to give up nine and seven? You know, it could be right. worse. Well, it could be the Jets for twenty years. I agree completely, and we also, as sports fans, not not just the Vikings, but I think as the grand sports fans in this town, we don't feel that we deserve it, and we don't even know what it looks like. So, like, like I mean, when's the last time that you seriously started a year? And and I don't mean hoping. I mean, you started a year with a hubris about you, about this team is going to win a championship. Because there are towns in which that happens. Not saying I'm all, that, that, that's true across the board, but when's yeah. the last time that the Vikings kicked off and you said, you know what? Honestly, Realistically, Super Bowl or bust. Here's the crazy thing. You're, you're saying at the start of the season? Yeah, I'm saying where my, you had the hubris, the confidence, never. the arrogance. Never. Okay. Well, people are going to say, well, what about the Brett Favre season? We didn't know. That guy threw 20 picks with the Jets the, the previous year. And the first two games, he was not good in 2009. So at the start of the 09 season, it was exciting. It's like, oh, Brett Favre, 
But is he cooked? I don't know. Let's watch him for a couple games. Browns, Lions, right? They just handed off to Peterson for a couple weeks. And then they were getting trounced in that Niners game in week three. And then all of a sudden he makes the throw to Greg Lewis. And, okay, they start to win more games. The 98 season, they drafted Randy Moss, and they looked really good in the preseason. But I don't think anyone thought going into that season that they were going to be the greatest offense in NFL history in 15-1. and There wasn't like a hubris going into that. Now, as as they started... 4-0, 5-0, 4-0, and 5-0, and, and they're putting up 40 points, and Randy Moss is Randy Moss. Then the then the hubris grew to an all-time peak, mm-hmm. and then everybody was cut down by the Falcons. So outside of those two seasons, I can't think of any year in which I felt like, yep, this is, it's the way the Bills fans feel going into this year, right? It's the way that the Buccaneers fans, Chiefs fans. have felt the last couple of years. Chiefs fans it might not be true now, slapped but, in the face. Yeah. But you feel that, okay, we, we've got the quarterback, we've got the coach, we've got a team. We are going to be great. Yep. Almost every year of Vikings football in my existence, without many exceptions at all, for 30-plus years, the beginning of the season feeling is, I think it's a playoff team. Yeah, I think right. it's a playoff team. Yeah. Correct. Pretty sure, pr- pretty sure, yeah, pretty sure it's a playoff team, but the schedule's kind of tough. I don't know. Like, and do you think? Do you think Chiefs fans right. do the schedule thing at the beginning of the year right now, where they're like, "Oh my god, look at that tough four game stretch." No, they're like, "Oh, we're going to beat everyone." <laughs> we're the Chiefs. We are. They're, perpe- they're not, but we are perpetually prepared for Lucy to pull the football out on, on us, and we, we as people who are Vikings fans and follow this team, are one thousand percent Charlie Brown. Like, we're waiting. But because when we say, you know what, this Vikings team is pretty good, there's always the qualifier of, yeah, but someone's going to miss a field goal. Something's going to go wrong. There's always that qualifier. This is why I think that, that there is a large portion of a very damaged fan base here that gets so defensive about the team. If this team ever won a Super Bowl and went on a run where you just said, damn it, they are real, oh, man, three years in a row, this team's great. Uh, I really think a lot of – those fans, their their attitude would change and demeanor because then they would expect greatness. When you don't know how to expect greatness, I think you jump on the old, well, I mean, it's the Vikings, and I mean, they're trying hard. You're all negative because, you know, that's – I think we get that from the portion that we don't have any way to identify the Vikings and greatness. I at times feel like teams in, in this town don't belong to leagues that have championships. You mean like like like, like the wolves, the, the yeah, wolves like, and the like, Larry O'Brien Trophy yeah, are so far estranged. The Lombardi Trophy and the Vikings, <laughs> like I, that, that's why I say I I partially want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before I die because I want to know what it looks like. And like, it's crazy. Like, what it's does crazy. it look like? Like I can't even. Nuts. I can identify the Green Bay Packers, Super Bowl champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, no problem. Seen it before, right? Dude, here's the other crazy thing. So we can see. You know, this doesn't really matter to the audience, but like. On our YouTube channel and with with our podcast feeds, like we can see that over the last couple of years, especially with Score North, Mackie and Judd, and Purple Daily, the biggest chunk of our audience is twenty five to thirty four. None of those people have ever seen consciously, like you might have been three years old in nineteen ninety one or four or something. Sure. But none of those people, the biggest yeah. chunk of our audience on Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily, have never seen a Vikings. Wild slash North Stars, Wolves, or Twins championship. Or Declan. The Lakes gave you four. Or Minnesota United, obviously. Yeah, it's Declan. And, and, and I was born in 85. I vaguely remember like going to school after Kirby Puckett hit the game six home run and the teacher, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Fish, 
putting the newspaper clippings up on the wall. Like I have vague memories of that as a six-year-old. And I'm 36. Anyone who's basically under the age of 40 has very little to no conscious memories of the four major men's sports teams being championship caliber. Think about that. It doesn't mean, well, it's never going to happen. No, it, it will happen. It will happen. And I do believe if fans and media, not that we are like pulling the strings or anything, but like if we get complacent and we get comfortable with mediocrity or just being good enough, ownership then feels it and gets comfortable. You know, Jim Polab might be aloof, but you think that that twins ownership group, when they made, like when they signed Ricky Nolasco, that was a terrible signing, but they signed Ricky Nolasco because they felt guilty, not spending money after a couple years of people criticizing them. You might laugh at that, but like they looked around and said, I guess we, uh, all right, we got to spend $40 million on someone here because we just opened the stadium and people are going to riot. It was a bad signing, but like to say that fans and media have no influence that's not true. You're not going to pull the strings, but to be complacent is feeding into the idea that these teams are never going to win championships and stay in purgatory. And the problem too is, is that, and this is probably this is probably more exclusively to the Vikings, but the problem too is there's just far too many people in in this town, including some who work in our end of the business, who are very happy with what they're doing, and so the Wilfs. If you go through if you go through the people that own teams in this town, okay? I can give you a very easy list of of those who would be influenced by by fans and people in our end of the business and those who wouldn't. Jim Polat is sort of, but he is to, to use the word that you just did, Phil, aloof. Like very he's aloof. a really aloof, so you would really need to ride Jim a Polat. A plus front yeah. office. He does a great yeah. job, guys. He, for the most part, Jim Jim's like, I own a baseball team, and it's great, and okay. Glenn Taylor, we've talked about Glenn quite a bit. Um, but, I mean, Glenn, again, pretty aloof to, to the world. He, I, I don't think he really gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, Leopold and the Wilfs, if they got serious pushback, would react. They would react. And, like, if the Wil- if if this town turned into a, what the hell? You guys are, you know, winning nine and ten games? We won a damn Super Bowl. If everybody like like sort of came to our side, like if people who were on different sports uh, stations across the board, if they're if they said we need to actually put pressure on the people that own this team to know that they need to take the next step or three, the Wilfs would react. I know them. I can yeah. tell you for sure. But when you get this continual uh, attaboy, you beat the Lions, you go, a win is a win. A win is a win. That's why that type of crap is so detrimental. Like you are allowing everybody off the hook instead of, of saying our standards are far higher than a win is a win against the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Now, I don't want to go too far with that because you get then you get teams like like the Jets and the Mets in New York have such – big rabbit ears and the ownership that they'll the Jets are like oh you sure you have Tim okay we'll sign Tim Tebow like you know they'll just they'll just do what the fans want right, them to do I just want as opposed to making smart moves shrewd moves I just want a standard we don't have good enough standards I agree with that I just want a standard I don't we do. want we have do very low things. sports standards we do or, or we have, at least we have we have very uh I don't know if mediocre. We we just have, like the bar is too low. Like we just oh man, we're happy to be here. We're happy to yeah, be that's here. Great. That's what it is. Yep, we're yeah, we're always right. we're just we're we're classically happy to be here. 
and we're passive aggressive yeah and you're, you're exactly right Declan. that's a perfect way to put it, it and it, yeah. it's it's incredibly frustrating because i think every team has its own little warts like yeah the vikings and wild are kind of looped together because they're usually drafting 15th or 16th or in the wild side they traded away a boatload of picks in the last decade or they didn't hit or the vikings have a boatload of first round picks and the majority of them don't hit and then you get stuck in that classic area when the Wolves, you have teams that have, or they have that team that has classically drafted in the top five for like the last 15 years, and you still have stunk because of poor ownership and poor general managing. It is, it's, it's a classic circle, a vicious circle that we just get trapped into every year, and, and yeah. I wish we could raise our expectations too. I've got a couple ideas, maybe on Purple Daily sometime this week or next. I've got a, a couple proposed paths out of purgatory for the Vikings, but I kind of want to see what they do against the Panthers first. If they win, then I'm back all in, baby. I was going right. to say, are you yeah. just going to be like, oh, man, this is great. What, what are you guys talking about? Nine wins, here we come. <laughs> all right, when are you guys going to admit that you were wrong? Coming up next. Write that down Wednesday here on Mackie and Judd. Yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Hey, Zolgad. Yeah. When are you going to be a man and admit that you were wrong? Um, let's see. Hold on a second. Um, right now? Oh, good. Okay. Got it. All right. All right. Uh, we got. We well, we'll update the audience on some Declan controversy that was solved yesterday. It's just like as the well election. Here. On, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Stolen from Declan. I went to bed so, one night uh, and I won the election and I woke up and I lost it. I don't really understand how that works, but that's how that's, does it work? That's, that's how that's how that happened. This is the most transparent segment, innovative segment, really, in all of sports talking headdom. It's write that down with Mackie and Judd and Declan. Um, here's how it works. And we do this also on Purple Daily every week for football-centric predictions, but three predictions each week from everybody. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And listeners, if you want to participate, you can send us a message through the Score North app. Um, this episode of Write That Down is powered in part by our friends at the Minnesota Wild Boys. So we're giving away tickets to Wild Preds on October 24th. And you can win them by opening the Score North app, registering. It's all free. Don't worry. And uh, enter. Enter to win. There's just uh, a tab you can click on when you're on the app or tap on called Listener Rewards. And uh, we'll pick a winner on October 21st. And so um, if you're a college student, by the way, college night discounts are back this season at the X. And wild tickets start at just 39 bucks. There are a few games to choose from each month, and you can find out more at wild.com slash theme packs. Enter to win those Wild Preds tickets for free on the Score North app. Are you guys ready to be held accountable? Not if it's like last week. Well, mixed bag for Judd Zolgad here. Yeah, bag here. very mixed bag. All right, you came in. You had a 400 batting average pretty much all year. Last week was a bloodbath. And, it was, yeah, uh, I don't want to talk about it. You dropped well. Like I moved 400. on. Okay? We moved on. We're on, on to the Panthers. On to Cincinnati. We're on to, on to the Panthers. All right, you said the Mets will fire their manager, Luis Rojas, this season or after the season. They did wait till after the season. They did. Yeah. They did fire him. 
Um, and I gotta be honest, I didn't do a ton of research on this second one, but I th- I haven't heard any. It was like two, I think. It was okay. our it was our guy Santiago, and I think another guy got pinched, but I don't think it was more than two or three. So fewer than five pitchers will yeah. be suspended for a foreign substance by MLB. Yeah. That came yeah, and went very stopped. quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all just stopped using. Like I thought it would be a complete mess, and it was actually not a complete mess. However, you said Nelson yeah. Cruz will have three or more postseason bombas. Uh, last three years, let's go through Nelson Cruz's playoff record. His teams: zero and three, zero and two, one and three. Well, he got one. Yeah, well, he's still trying to avenge 10 years ago losing the Rangers a World Series. But he got one win. One win out of, what did I just go through, eight games. You said Gophers running back Trey Potts will rush for 1,000 yards or more this season. I meant (laughs) pro-rated. He would have. Yeah, he definitely would have. Totally would have. But he was was in the hospital. It's it's bad, so he's not going to play the rest of the year. Yeah, that's sad. You said the White Sox will face the Dodgers in the 2021 World Series. Why did I say anything good about the American League Central? Yeah, the White Sox got absolutely they they did win one game in that series, but they yeah, just they, got they gave up yesterday. Ten yeah. runs yeah, yesterday. Fully. Fully. And then I don't just not like Tony don't don't poke the bear like one of the relievers, is it yeah. Ryan Tapera? Yes. He he started talking about how, well, you know, they're always doing shady stuff over there in Houston. I mean, look at the swings and misses I got at home versus the first two games of the series and they're yeah. like First of all, like they're probably not doing anything illegal at this point with everybody watching them. They're they're also a really good team even without doing illegal that's a, things. So, that's exactly right. And so they got all fired up and they put ten on the White Sox yesterday. You said a credible website or outlet would pick the Wild to win the Stanley Cup this season. And I spent time last night. I can't find one either. NHL.com nope. had a bunch. ESPN Sporting News. Yeah, I didn't see it yeah, either. I, a lot of Avalanche, obviously, some Islanders in there. The but hockey no. news. Don't forget the hockey news. Didn't see, didn't see any. Yeah, just come you back. Check the, yeah, just come back. And Bible you, hockey. You can get a point afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> You're so bitter, dude. You, <laughs> dude, I told you last week not to get your hopes up on that point. Mm. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it. All right, and then this one isn't off the board. I just want to update the status of it here. <laughs> you said the Fox team of Chris Myers and Daryl Moose Johnson will work at least four Vikings games this year. Well, we're we're not even halfway through October, and they've already worked two Vikings games. And if the Vikings, I mean, basically, if the Vikings lose, I kind of thought this weekend would be a Chris Myers Daryl Johnson game, but it's not. It's, right. Is it a Kenny Albert? Kenny Albert, yeah, yeah. yeah, Kenny Albert. So a mixed bag for Judd there. I had a bad week. I said the Cardinals old would Macadac, win the NL. You mean had a bad week? Yeah, old it's, Macadac. It's never you when when it's really bad. It's old <laughs> Macadac. Old Macadac said the Cardinals would win the NL wild card game, and there'd be complaints from the Dodgers side that the wild card format is flawed. Uh, I do. There are complaints about it being flawed from the Dodgers side and fans and media because they have to play a game five against San Francisco. Yes, sir. You know, but uh, the first part of that was wrong. So. I said the what well, we can take this one off the board. I said the Wolves would find a way to trade for Miles Turner this offseason. That's not going to happen. And then uh, this one's good for Declan because he has me on five incorrect bachelor predictions, hey. and I've mostly been right on them. But I told you that sophisticated Bennett would wind up in Bachelor Bachelor in Paradise and would end up in a relationship at the end of Bachelor in Paradise. He did not even appear. Big fan. Is it uh, is grocery store Joe Serena? Serena P. Yes. Yeah, I, I saw yeah, some. Yeah. I saw some TikToks of them the other night. I mean, there's like a 13 year age gap there. Yeah. I don't know. I like Serena P. You know, 
I do too. She yeah, seems she's very nice. nice. Gal. Yeah. Nice gal. Uh, listeners, uh, Declan's brother Liam said the Wild would have five players from their opening night roster last year traded by the start of this year. The word traded, traded there Liam. is where Liam got him. Oh, brother, there was a lot the, of turnover. Yeah, Join the club on phrasing. Welcome to the club. And that's, that's, that's how this game works. Yep. Runs with the family, huh? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Phrasing. And then our old buddy Rami Makloff, currently an afternoon host on The Fan in Milwaukee, doing some stand-up comedy. He swung for the fences and said KG will be a member of the Wolves' front office by the 2021 season. I mean, technically, there's still two weeks for this to come to fruition. But uh, I don't think that's going to yeah, happen, no. Rami. <laughs> yeah, no, it's <laughs> not going to happen. All right, Declan, you had a rough week, too. You said the White Sox would beat the Astros in the ALDS. <laughs> And that Victor Rask would be acquired by the Seattle Kraken this summer. He was not. So kind of kind of a bloodbath all around yeah. there. Judd, you're still leading with a 372 average and six home runs. Declan, 348 and four home runs. I'm at 324 and three home runs. And the listeners are at 277 with six home runs on the season. So, all right, let's get our guy in here. Jay. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hey, Jay. Are you ready to take some hacks here, Jay? Oh, yeah, I'm ready to go. Are you at work right now? I am. All right, we just like just let us know. You know we don't want to get you fired here, so if you have to go <laughs> rapid uh, fire, just let us know. Well, you car. can't get me fired because I'm the boss. So There you go. There all right. So you'll just be <laughs> here all man, day, make 40 predictions, and sit here all day. Uh, uh, so we're, we're going to start with Jay. We'll go to Judd, Declan, back to me. The predictions must be quantifiable. If you guys want to jump on and be guest listener predictors on either – Mackie and Judd write that down, or Purple Daily write that down. Send Declan. Just slide into his DMs, mm-hmm. Declan Goff, on Instagram or Twitter, or send us a message through the feedback tab in the Score North app, and we'll get you scheduled. So, uh, Jay, the floor is yours. Boss man, lead us off. All right. Hey, this time I'm not the Baker Mayfield lookalike. I've upgraded. <laughs> write this down. <laughs> That's right. All right. So this first one uh, – Urban Meyer will not be the next NFL head coach to lose his position as head coach. Mm. So that could be retirement, being fired, being canceled in the case of Gruden. (laughs) Urban Meyer will not be the next head coach casualty of the NFL. Urban Meyer, man. Off the record, who will be? Off the record. Off the record, thinking Vic Fangio, maybe Mike Zimmer, if Mm. it goes bad enough. I think if the Broncos are a disaster, Fangio is going to be gone. Yeah. And I've also heard some steam that, I mean, just a little bit that maybe the Raiders could look into Mike Zimmer for next year. I love that idea. <laughs> I love hey, that. That'd be idea. crazy. Take it. I mean, could Take you? Shot. He's got a couple years left in his contract, so you could you could play the leverage game. Hey, we love Mike Zimmer, but I mean, if you want to give us a second round pick <laughs> for Mike Zimmer, write that down. All right, Judd. All right, uh, first of two. Wild predictions with the season starting Friday night against the Ducks. The Wild will finish in the top three in the Central Division this season. Okay. So that like, they will like be that, that should top be the expectation. I mean, most most projections have them finishing second. Yeah, not all projections. Not all. You'll find out today on Judd's Hockey Show. But uh, but a good amount of people. FanDuel has them at second at 96.5 points. I mean, yeah, a lot of mm-hmm. people have them at second. Analytics love, love them. It. Yeah. Love it. Love the expectations. This is Judd just laying, Judd getting bludgeoned in the write that down standings here, just trying to lay some groundwork for some hits. Yeah, I'm spraying the ball around the ballpark. I like it. Write it down. You like writing things down. 
Yeah, I, I have uh, all three of my predictions are Minnesota Wild related. I'll just start with this one, just going for a nice little single. Uh, the Wild will win their season opener against the Ducks. The Wild will win okay. their season opener against the Ducks on Friday. Okay. Nice little I'm, I'm going to go. Write it down. You like writing things down. I'm going to go two wild predictions and then uh, sort of an off-the-wall prediction okay. with uh, another news story that's out there. So I'll say, because I want one to come off the board here, too. The Wild will score at least three goals in the opener. Okay. At least three goals. And I kind of actually, because that's not really a home run. Mm-mm. So I should I should at least, because otherwise, what's the like? why not just say two? So I'm going to add to that to make it a home run here. Okay. The Wild will score at least three goals in the opener, and both Kaprizov and Fiala there you go. will score goals. Okay. All right. Mm. I want home runs here. Yep. Mm. Yeah, Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Back to Boss Man Jay. All right. Prediction number two Greg Joseph will kick at least three game winning field goals. And how I want to quantify that is. He will score the final points of the game, and those points will either tie the game. Well, they will either win the game from a tie or from the Vikings being behind by two or less points. And so, even so if, if even if that kick happens like in the third quarter, but no one else yep. scores, like we're counting it, right? Yep. If it happens okay. in the first quarter and there's just a shutout for three quarters, if Greg Joseph is the last one to kick the points, that's how I want to quantify that. Love it. So starting this week going forward, at least three times this season. For this season, this season, and not uh, not including postseason. Okay. So we'll just like say it. regular season. Dude, they carried him off the field last week. That's that hilarious. was insane. And he's like, I really didn't want it, but it's like, no, he he spent <laughs> about five or ten seconds basking was, in it, and he then he's like, all right, we, all right he loved go. it. But I like I like how we're embracing Greg Joseph. It seems like after all the kicking disasters that this franchise yeah. has had over the last two decades. Yeah, he's been, I mean, obviously he contributed majorly to a loss already, but like he's been outside of that game, he's been reliable, he's been good, hey, he's been good from 50. Like really? Yeah. We just need to have him just kick all of his field goals from 50 yards plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's within 50 yards, we'll just go for it on fourth down. Over 50 yards, we'll just put Greg Joseph out there. Yeah. I like Zim it. said, get off the kid's back. That's right. That's what Zim said. <laughs> get off relax, his man. back. You guys I are always overreacting kickers. to kickers. I've He's got always... a button. I love kickers. <laughs> I heart kickers. He should get up there with like an old 80s ringer t-shirt yes. that says, I support kickers. All right, Judd, your second prediction. All right, my second wild prediction. Jared Spurgeon will finish in the top five in Norris Trophy v- voting this season, and the Norris goes to the top defenseman in the, the National Hockey League. Just for context, he has never finished in the top 10. Okay. But Jared Spurgeon will finish in the top five in the voting for the Norris Trophy next. Okay. I like it. Write this down. All right. I like it. A lot of wild optimism here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my second wild prediction, Kevin Fiala and Kirill Kaprizov will each have yeah. at least 30 goals mm. this season. Mm. Kevin Fiala and Kirill Kaprizov will have at least Dude. 30 goals this season. All right, we got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play this Billy Garen clip again now. I've. I've yeah. got the wild fever brewing Spurgy. here. Right, this is. This is <laughs> Billy Garen talking to his team. Listen, <laughs> you guys know what this is all about, right? Right. What's it all about, Spurgey? Hard work, man. It's fun. That. This is about winning. Oh yes. Inject <laughs> it. It's me to Judd every day Chuck before Judd's hockey show. That? You think Chuck Fletcher said that? 
<laughs> Judley, can he come coach the Vikings? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> I, honestly. Oh, he would. Oh, he would. Uh, Kirk would be gone in like a week. I want you to also juxtapose Billy Guerin, the general manager of the Wild, telling his team, "Bleep that! This is about winning," and looking everyone <laughs> dead straight in the eyes. And then Jim Polad, dead Good fish luck. Jim Polad personality, telling the Pioneer Press, "Oh, everybody did such. They tried so hard. It's an A plus grade." Across the board, I know the Giants won 107 games with a bunch of guys you've never heard of, including our backup outfielder that turned into an all-star caliber player. But A plus, A plus for everybody. Late night Lamont, man, that catch that, that he made last night with the bases full was incredible. Yeah, he's he's a good baseball player. Jake yeah, really Cave, good Jay Cave would have made that. Jake Cave would have Jay dove and missed it by so, ten feet. Diving Jake. All right, is it back to me here? Yes, another wild prediction. All right. Um, I think I think this is the year the Wild goes back to the Western Conference Finals. Oh, wow. So write this whisper. down. The Wild, the Hockey Whisper, is barreling in here, and uh, and he senses the Wild. Write this down. Will reach the Western Conference Finals. Write it down. Okay. Write that down. All right, wow. Jay, he's back. Final prediction. Wow. All right, final prediction. By the trade deadline for the NFL, there will be a credible report that a team was interested in a trade for Dalvin Cook or he will be traded before the trade deadline this year. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, Oh, welcome to Reckless Speculation. (laughs) Yeah, this is uh, your day early. Is this Thursday? Reckless Speculation. I love it, man. Um, I mean, if they they go on it, this is the thing. Like last year, they really didn't do what they should have done. They were one in five. They probably should have, they weren't going to trade Dalvin last year, but I don't, I don't think a, it'll be, home run. I don't think it'll be because they're losing. I think it'll be more that there's a lot of running back hurting teams right now, like the 49ers and someone might be willing to put up the uh, trade capital for it. And Alexander Madison, I think is a perfectly fine starting running back for our team, Man. especially with our run scheme. God, if you could, so let's say you could trade Dalvin Cook for a, a second talker. round pick at the awesome. deadline. All right, I know we're a day early on reckless speculation <laughs> here, but reckless speculation. If you could trade him for a second round pick at the deadline, and Alexander Madison, I think has one more year left on his deal. So it's like he makes like less than a million dollars a year or something in that ballpark. Yeah, it's a great contract. And you could, you could, then you just immediately turn to Alex Madison right after that trade is made and said. All right, four-year contract extension for you, but not for Dalvin Cook money. We'll change your life. We'll make you like the tenth highest-paid running back, so the Vikings would save money on the deal. Or would you just maybe the maybe option three? As I keep going down, I love this, Jay. <laughs> maybe option three is you don't give Alex Madison money either. You trade Dalvin Cook, and then you ride Alex yeah. Madison until he's a free agent, and then you just draft another running back, or you. Kenny Wangu becomes your starting running back or something. Correct. Absolutely. Dude, I, I don't know. I don't know that I do it for a second. I'm more, I was really interested in maybe San Francisco trading for Trent Williams straight up for Dalvin Cook. Oh my God, Jay. I don't think they would do that mid season. I don't think they would either. But Alex Boone, the way he was talking about Darisaw, though, kind of got me hyped up for the guy because I've been on the train of, well, a rookie's not going to fix your O line. But with the way Darisaw was looking and it's one game. But the fact that he had a little bit of spunk out there and he was really getting into it, had some energy. A second hurts, but I think I would let Dalvin go for uh, 
maybe like 33 overall or some or, or something like that or a high first round pick I love that we just we just traded down. We did. That's a fantastic write that down segment within a segment. So, uh, Jay, since you've got this platform here, this life changing moment here, is there anyone in your life that you'd like to thank that brought you here? I got two people really quick, and then I got an awkward Zim quote that I just read on Courtney Cronin's Twitter a little <laughs> while ago. So, I got to thank my best friend Brenda, uh, just best friend ever. Uh, first one to message me happy birthday at. Uh, midnight this morning. Oh, so that was awesome. It's your birthday. I got it. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Hey, thank awesome. you. And you guys, Alex Boone has been like the highlight of my beginning of the week watching that segment. Love Alex Boone. He's just awesome. great. Love the segment with him. And then oh, I don't know if you guys read the Courtney Cronin uh, with Zim talking about getting his COVID booster shot and his flu shot. But he, his quote was, I have a lot of fluids in my body right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Zim. All I, Zim all I could think about was, you like how that tastes. <laughs> oh, no, stop. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, need to take a shower now. I God. love it. All right, that is guest listener predictor okay. Jay coming in, bringing the uh, the birthday. reckless speculation. Thank you. Thanks, Happy Coach birthday, Fred. dude. We'll get you on again sometime, all right? Right on. All right, go back to work. All right, that's Jay. Um, I'm I, there's some there are some amazing Mike Zimmer quotes coming out here today. Uh, he said he also said, let's see here. He had his offensive coaches. Yeah, I saw this one. Do a self scout this week to try and figure out some of the issues there, studying their own tendencies. He wants them to come out with a more definitive second half game plan with specific plays to run. All right, that's a good place to start. Why are we scoring? Like five points per second half over the last month. Let's figure that out, guys. He's Go uh, watch some film. <laughs> he's basically saying he wants them now to script the start of the second half, which just means that Clint is going to have to call his dad and be on the phone for an hour now to get the script for the second half to go with the first half. <laughs> Uh, it's supposed just, to be about feel. Like I, I appreciate the scripted plays, but if you have to script the, the whole thing, you're in the wrong business. It's supposed to be about having a feel for the situation in the game. No, I think we should script it. All right, I, I script everything. All right, whatever. We, we need a t- we need t-shirts. Script All everything. Right. All right, final round here, Judd. I'm going to go with uh, since I'm on a roll here with one more wild <laughs> prediction. I'm not going to be as uh, positive as Phil though. I think the conference finals. I mean, that's that would be awesome. That's great. Uh, unfortunately, I'm I'm going to just say the Wild will win a first round playoff series this season. All right. Finally. Well, if you want the more uh, Judd's hockey show is great, and I know you guys are going to be doing multiple episodes under the Mackie and Judd umbrella. You can also mm-hmm. just find the Judd's hockey show podcast feed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to launch Phil's hockey show yeah. where we just are super positive. Yep. All right, it's Western Conference Finals or bust. Mm-hmm. If you if you feel like Judd is too negative, then jump over to Phil's hockey show, Referee, and that's yeah. where the real Phil's fun is going to be on this year. Yeah. How how about Macadac on hockey? <laughs> hockey how about whisper, the hockey whisperer show, like Mac- Phil's hockey Macadac show. and the hockey whisperer. We'll talk to each other. Nothing, back and nothing forth. but positivity. <laughs> the refs are out to get us. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Uh, All right, Declan, your final prediction here. Yeah, my final wild prediction. The Wild will score at least three power play goals by next week's Write That Down. So they okay. have three games between now and next Wednesday. Right. I'll say the Wild will score at least three power play goals by next week's Write That Down. I want something to come All off right. the board. 
first power play is going to be really fun. Oh, yeah. to watch. Actually, my for once we might actually have a really good. That might power that play. might be that might be Declan damn near a bunt. Like I, oh, I it's think a single. It's, I don't good. think it's a home run. Um, oh no, no. But I'm. And I don't I'm want saying, you to you know question if it's a home run or not. So I'll I'll just take the hit. I am. So oh yeah. Deal with no, that. when when do we get yeah, sorry yeah. that's actually going to be on purple so there's a tease there it's going to be on purple daily okay. read that down today De- the declan controversy oh you moved sorry. it to sorry. purple moved well, no it was like part a... of well it was part of it was a purple daily prediction wasn't it or was it no, here it was a here prediction okay yeah so all right that's fine that's fine put, put it on the huge megaphone. we'll do it on both we'll do it on both put it out there oh yeah let everyone know that the okay the world's so let me ma- i'll make my final prediction then we'll get to the controversy here so um my final prediction is write this down, write this down. the washington football email leaks will cause another person to be suspended or lose their job or resign so however mm-hmm. just they will either be suspended or lose canceled. Their job. they'll be canceled phil yep yep within 30 days okay so by okay. by november 13th i'm looking at schefter I'm looking at yeah, there's got to be more coming out here. Net. Yeah. It's a huge net that you just So passed. Gruden Gruden's already been held accountable. Schefter's got heat coming Schefter down. Schefter might get suspended. I'm saying somebody will be suspended or lose their job and the latest on Schefter now is that for people that didn't catch up with this yesterday, he's basically he was sending full articles to sources, sources yeah. Like Bruce Allen with Washington yep. saying, hey, Mr. Editor, can you read this over and let me know if there's anything you would tweak? It's like, yep. all right, there's, you know, you approve of this, you know, getting a quote from somebody or getting some background information is different than letting them just like comb through your whole story. So I don't think ESPN is going to take kindly to that. But those are your write that down predictions here. Write this down. So the controversy from last week, Declan predicted that Christian Dar- it's actually from two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Christian Derisaw would start would be active. Sorry, let me read it just verbatim here. <laughs> Pull it up here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Christian Derisaw would be active and will play at least a snap along the offensive line on the offensive line. Yep. And Declan and I fought for well, yeah, it was a special teams play, but like that's still the offensive line. You're blocking. And Alex Boone came on yesterday on Purple Daily and said, no, you guys are idiots. It's a special teams unit. Well, hold on a second. I was the one who objected okay. and contested. Oh, and okay. you two and were like, it's fine. And then you used another so, you know, show when, to justify a prediction that was not even a part Booney, of it. And, yeah, former, yeah. former professional football player and I on the same page in lockstep. Let's just be clear about who brought up the initial objection. I went to bed that night and I won the election and I woke up and I lost. I was the Democrat here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Write this down. Stop it. Uh, (laughs) All right. If you, if you want to talk politics with Judd, you can email him at jzolgan at (laughs) scorenorth.com. Have fun. All right. Uh, Purple daily. Don't forget about uh, those. Write that down predictions. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow on a, it'll be a reckless speculation Thursday. And also uh, puck daddy's coming out. Yes, right? sir. Form- the artist formerly known as puck daddy. Greg Wyshynski is going to join us for a, a wild season preview. So thanks for hanging out. Mackie and Judd. Whether it's Baker's simple truth, Turkey or Mac and cheese with Murray's English cheddar or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 
This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.